The Supreme Court of the U.S. declines to lift the Pennsylvania stay-home order, and Zillow's telling everyone the market bottoms now. Tune into Tool Time right here. I'm Tom Tool. She's Jess Lyon. We're remote. We're working hard. We're staying home, and we've got some news this week besides everyone's stuck at home which seems to be the only news that's out there right now and we're going to start with the local stuff first that earlier in the week justice alito from the u.s supreme court had a case come in front of him about the pennsylvania stay home order and yesterday the supreme court declined to lift the executive order from governor wolf that mandated the closure of businesses deemed non-essential to curb the spread of the coronavirus. There's a lot of details here. Jess, you've read it, you're informed. What do you think about all this? So ultimately, I understand that cases are going down, but at the same time, there are cases that are coming up and people are losing family members or they're getting sick. So there's a part to it where I do feel for them. But at the same time, how long can you hold on to do this to our economy, to consumers. I mean, going into the next article that we're gonna be discussing, people are ready, people need to move, they need to go out. Business needs to happen. There needs to be an alternative way to do this. And I know that there's the phases, red, yellow, green. It's just, how, how long is that gonna take? It's a big question mark. There needs to be more clarity. There needs to be more transparency, which I know the governor saying that he's being as transparent as possible. That's just not the case. So this needs to be reviewed. I don't know how it would get in front of the Supreme Court again without going through that whole process, which will probably take forever. So I don't know what we're gonna do here. You know, that's the most frustrating part. How many more options are left to open things up a little quicker? You know, the challenge that I see in, in Pennsylvania is this, that, yeah, I mean, I, I get the safety aspect. We've been, we're, going, we're in the eighth week of this right now. And 65% of the cases are in nursing homes. And most of those nursing homes are state-run. So I get that there's a safety concern here. I'm not minimizing that. This, the people are dying. Like, it's all, it's all serious. The, the challenge here is this. We're the last state to become non-essential for real estate. We're the last state. We're the only one. That is one out of 50, right? So right away... That's a bit of a challenge. New Jersey, who has more cases, can go show properties. New Jersey can do things like close on properties that were under contract after March 18th. So the challenge here is this, that there hasn't been transparency. I was shocked when I heard he said, I'm being transparent, because about a week ago, Senator Mastriano from about central Pennsylvania, and uh, he actually like DM me on Facebook. I was talking to the guy because I want to see what's going on. And... He's been really active in this. He sponsored the first bill that got vetoed. And um, what, what he's saying is there hasn't been transparency. There's a right to know act in Pennsylvania because I applied for a waiver. The waiver got denied. I got no reasoning behind it. And if you look at the waiver process, 20 car dealers got approved for waivers. 160 didn't. What's the criteria? How does that happen? So right. I filed a right to know claim. Unfortunately, under a state of emergency, the right to know act is suspended and they can kick it down the road another 30 days. And if you wanna say this governor has been transparent, I'm gonna tell you the exact opposite. If you look at the governors from New Jersey and New York, they're on 
press conferences every day telling people what's going on and fielding live questions instead of what's happening here where it's the secretary of the Department of Health who's answering questions every day. The questions are filtered. They're not coming from live journalists, even like what the White House does. And the governor's maybe talking a couple times a week. So the, the Supreme Court order, like, I, I mean, to have to go that far is ridiculous to me. This is a farce and it's hurting people financially. There's this, you know, we talked before the call, you got a client that their lease is up the end of May, but they didn't get written notice before yeah. March 18th. So they can't go look at properties. Now we're pivoting, we're juking and jiving and doing everything we can to be compliant with the law. There is no question about that. If anyone asks me that, my answer is I can't tell you to do something illegal. As much as I get people want to go out and do business, we have to follow the law. The problem is the law is hurting the economy. And a lot of the things that the governor is saying and his actions, they're not, they're not congruent. In fact, it lacks integrity because integrity is defined as doing what you say you will, when you say you will. And he's saying he's being transparent and there's been no transparency. So that's the frustrating part here for the citizens of Pennsylvania right now. And like, who else is going to bail us out? I mean, I think we're just kind of stuck here until these counties turn yellow right now. I don't really have a better option other than these house bills, but we're probably going to veto them again. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. And the whole transparency thing, looking at other governors, what they're doing, what they're saying, it's very frustrating. I look at New York and, and an article came out about an hour, ago, an hour ago where Cuomo was saying that most new cases are coming from people who are not going to work and are at home, which is mind boggling to me. So the people who are out, who are working, who are saying that's where we should not be, the cases are small coming from there, but most of them, according to Cuomo in New York, are coming from people who are not working at home elderly. Well, and you look at Sweden, what they have going on too. And I mean, they're, they're saying they're close to achieving herd immunity. I mean, it's like, well, that's great. And then there was this video yesterday that came out. I don't know if you followed this. I mean, this, it, it, this is like conspiracy theory stuff here where I got to pull it up my phone. I watched part of it. So it was called Plandemic with uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits. And it was about how she had kind of come out and, and challenged a lot of these things that were happening with infectious diseases and with Dr. Fauci and all this stuff. And guess what? The video got removed from YouTube. So you're kidding. You know, I mean, the, 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 you know, the transparency is not there. And the biggest problem is, look, I don't care about the conspiracy. You know, to me, this is so politically driven on so many levels. I don't, and if you're not, you're not observing that, then you might need to get a reality check and this might hurt some people's feelings. The challenge I have is we're one of 49 states where we can't go sell a home. And they're talking about how to jumpstart the economy and we make up 17% of the GDP, more than energy, more than energy. So I, I don't get where the governor's coming from on this. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And unfortunately, I am clear. Go ahead. I'm just saying, do we at this point, we just have to sit around and see what direction we can go in next. And like you're saying, try to pivot and help people the best we can. Yeah, and, and I'm clear this has a lot to do with PAR, fighting against property tax hikes and transfer tax hikes, and it feels personal. That's, that's, I mean, you know, that's how these political guys move. I mean, they don't do the right thing. They do the, they, they forward their agenda. So really unfortunate uh, that we didn't get any support from the U.S. Supreme Court. I didn't really expect it to be very clear. My hope yeah. is that all, we'll, our counties will go yellow soon. Um, maybe we'll get some news this week. Probably not. Who the hell knows? 
All I know is the best thing we can do is just keep working hard and helping people within the confines of the law. And that's the only thing that, that we can do as agents right now. So, and if I'll tell everyone watching this something, if you got an agent that's telling you, hey, it's okay to go look at houses or hey, it's okay to do that stuff. They are breaking the law. And are you gonna trust that person to represent you in the biggest financial transaction of your life or at least one of the biggest? I wouldn't. So you gotta ask yourself that question if you got people telling you otherwise. And go to PAR's website. They're gonna spell it out very clearly for you. Slam. Yeah, all right. Well, these are the facts. This is what people need to know. So, facts. I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's all, you know, integrity is one of our core values. So I, I can't sit here and, and tell you otherwise. Good stuff, Jess. All right, real estate wise. Finally, yeah. some other news, non, not directly related to the coronavirus. So um, on May 5th, beginning of the week, one of the top Zillow economists, Skylar Olson, came out and said that, well, obviously corona, the coronavirus pandemic has led to a drop in sales. We all know that. But it looks like the market's already hitting the bottom after two months. So they, uh, they, they went through and, and they kind of looked at it. They analyzed it. Zillow, I've been to their, uh, their office in Denver. They got a ton of data there. So they're saying the bottom of the real estate market is now when it comes to activity. What do you think about all this? So reading through this, I can only speak to what I have experienced and what I'm seeing personally. And yes, April, it was tough. There was really not a lot of, people were still transacting for, for sure. But for me, not too much movement. I honestly think right now, trajectory up. Last night, I had three people reach out, three new people reach out to me to buy, get into homes. So, and that's crazy. That's like February market, spring market is here kind of activity. So I agree. The bottom, in my opinion, it was probably last week. Um, now, people are ready to go, which is even more frustrating because I want to get them out there. I want to help them. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to have to take a few extra precautions and steps and make sure we're abiding by all the rules and regulations. But I, you know, I think this is absolutely on the money. So I totally agree. I mean, Zillow knows their stuff. I mean, I've seen the data they use. I've seen the analysis and I know, I know some of the top people there and there's no question that they are way ahead of this. I mean, they can almost tell when someone's ready to list their home based on the activity on their website. So if they have an account, they log in, there's that much data out there. And you hit a really good point. The, the, it looks like we're seeing, you know, we're on the front lines and what's like the number one indicator for real estate agents about what your business is doing is setting appointments. And our appointments, just last week, we set over 30 appointments as a team doing them all virtually. That's a big number. Um, and that, that's a number that, you know, we've got 12 people, would we like to see more? Absolutely. There's still some hesitation. That was a big switch that got flipped. And, and this is going to be more of a dial than a switch, but that was, that was a big indicator to me. And when I've been talking to our other vendors, mortgage companies, title companies, other agents running teams in the area that are similar to ours that I'm working on a transaction with right now, it's, Hey, you better get your big boy pants on and be ready to work when this gets done, because this is going to be fast paced. And I'm seeing that on the front lines here. Now, other markets, it's a little different. I mean, Arizona really didn't get shut down. So they've been kind of moving the whole time. Um, other, you know, Florida just got opened up last week. So this is, you're going to have to look at the local market here for sure. I don't want to tell anyone otherwise because every market is different. But when they're looking at um, what, what, what Skylar Olson is talking about here, 
there, there was very few new listings um, and pending sales were down. I mean, they, you know, um, what they had said is that they, um, it looked like there was a, a, a drop off in sales of 50 to 60% and new listings are down because people, it's not that people aren't listing their homes, it's just they're, they're not doing it right now because they're waiting to see what happens and they don't want to compromise the integrity of days on market and how long the home's been out there. And we're seeing, we've seen almost 3,000 homes be temporarily off the market or withdrawn since all this happened. So yeah, they're, they're, that, 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 that's going on. And if you look at housing compared to um, the last time we went through this, so you go to 2008, that was an era of excess credit and there was a lot of extra inventory. So when we went through that crash, there was a lot of joblessness and it came tumbling down because of all the foreclosures and distressed sales. Housing's a lot more resilient right now. Inventory's still low. 30-year fixed rates, 3.25%. On a jumbo loan for a seven-year arm, you can get three and an eighth. These numbers are insane. And you're going to save a crap load of money just by doing that. So that's going to drive people that were maybe, you look at millennial home buyers, right? They're in maybe like a three to $500,000 property. Not millennial home buyers, excuse me, Gen Y. And you have all these millennial home buyers that have been waiting to get into the market. And then this happened, right? This was like the big story is millennial home buyers are coming. So, and they didn't buy homes as early as other people did. So now they're coming to the market and you've got these people that are in their like mid thirties, early forties, all of a sudden they got a lot more equity in their home because there's so much demand at that price point. And then the higher price points are softer. So they're making these upgrade moves to properties where they're getting a maybe a little below market because there's less demand in the, 700 plus price point in general that's about seven percent of the sales in our market and they're getting like a three percent rate i mean this is how you make a move and save a ton of money and never have to move again so we were that's what we were feeling the first quarter and then all of a sudden this happened and now we stopped so i mean i, I we've been talking about this we've done shows about this so i'm in agreement with you and you're on the front lines just like i am you're seeing it yourself so what what advice do you have for consumers that are out there thinking about making a move in the second half of the year and for the agents watching? I would say exactly what you said. Agents, put your big boy pants on and get ready because people are going to need your help and you should be helping them now. If you're a consumer and you're thinking about moving in the next few months, maybe in the late summer or the fall, you need to be speaking with a real estate professional right now just to strategize and really see how they can help you, especially with everything new that's going on right now. That way you're ahead of the game, you're ahead of everybody who's gonna be out there at the same time as you, and you can really hit the ground running. 100%, be prepared, right? And this is no different than a lot of the stuff we talk about with our business. Be overly prepared, know the data, and make sure you're, you're, you're following up. And it's, you know, buyers need to follow up too, because they've seen a home that's been like sitting on the market that they're kind of watching. Like now might be the time to pounce on it before everyone kind of rushes the market whenever the heck this is over. So I, I, I do agree with this article hundred percent. Yeah, I figuring out too that there is going to be a flood when this happens and I'm seeing houses right now go and multiple offers and it's on the market for not that long. So you really should get a leg up now. And while you have the time now, have the conversation with a lender, have the conversation with a, um, an agent, because when you're back to work, when this is all through, you may not have the time that you have now. So capitalize on yeah. it. I totally agree. And, and for the realtors watching too, like this is going to be like the new year, where if you've been working 
through the fourth quarter. You know, that's, that's like winning time, right? Like Reggie Miller winning. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about. It's a sports reference. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sports, yeah. Uh, so this is winning time for agents because you've been working the past two months. Like, you know, we've talked about and we've been pushing and all that sort of stuff. But if, it's no different than like the people that busted in the fourth quarter and have a monster first half of the year because all that work teed up while everyone was drinking eggnog and going to Christmas parties and wearing ugly sweaters which is cool stuff in a limited amount of time. So now people haven't, I, I see these memes like, oh, we're having quarantinis and all this stuff. Like if you haven't been working for the past two months, you better get your butt off the couch and get to work and start doing something because guess what? I'm coming for you and I'm taking your business. And I know you are too. So agents, you better get your butt in gear. And I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I got four autoresponders to speak. I told you about this. Four autoresponders. Hey, due to the pandemic, I am not allowed to work. Where did you get that idea? I mean, this is what goes on. So uh, to me, I see a lot of opportunity here. I'm clear the second half of the year, the V-shaped recovery is poised to happen. So I'm, I'm excited about this. And this just confirms everything people were predicting because now we're on the back end of this and hopefully at the, at the very end. Yep. What's the quote? All right, Jess. I'm excited about this one. All right. It comes from Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. Former president. Google him if you don't know him. I'm not even going to explain about the guy. One of, one of the greatest presidents we've had. If you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of the trouble, you wouldn't sit for a month. What do you think about this? If you kick the person in the pants responsible for the trouble, you wouldn't sit for a month. You're just kicking yourself in the ass. Stop focusing on putting the blame on everybody else. That's what I say. And put your head down, get to work. Find ways where you can pivot and move forward. When something goes wrong, I actually heard this from uh, one of my mentors this week. When something goes wrong, the first meeting you have should be the meeting with yourself. What could I have done differently? Where did I drop the ball here? It's all about personal responsibility now more than ever. I mean, the only people I see are my kids and my wife, which is amazing. But, you know, the, the blame game only goes so far. And when you're, when you're blaming other people and you're not taking personal responsibility, you're going to be the victim. So have that meeting with yourself first. And then ultimately, it's going to be your fault. Now, is there other people that could be at fault? Sure. Did you make bad decisions? Probably. But what could you have done differently is the ultimate question that you need to ask yourself. So I, I, I saw this, love this quote. And we're kind of going with a theme here with being stuck in our houses of, Looking at, looking at yourself in the mirror, you versus you, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Great show today, Jess. Catch you next week.